If you haven't yet heard the news, prepare yourself, because TMZ is reporting that world-renowned performer and singer Ariana Grande and Saturday Night Live star Pete Davidson have broken up. I hope you're taking this well. I, for one, am overjoyed, because it's bad enough that Pete Davidson had me eclipsed when it comes to family pain on the comedy hierarchy. I wasn't about to sit here willingly and watch him take my space on the block of whirlwind romance for all the wrong reasons. That's why... A few weeks ago, I went out and bought a Pete Davidson voodoo doll from Etsy, and for the past few days, I've been applying pins to all the pressure points, and it seems my efforts have finally paid off, so kudos to me. Which is why today I want to talk about elaborate costumes, lunch orders, and English quirks as we celebrate a union all jacked up by joshing around. I think the voodoo doll had better results with a calendar so close to Halloween, which is a tough holiday for me, both because I don't believe in ghosts and because I have trouble accepting people dressed as their true selves. My son wants to dress as an inflatable T-Rex or one of those solid color latex suits, which is a creepy costume in and of itself. But as I told him, his behavior hasn't matched such a costume. Instead, he's going to get something a little more homemade, like a teepee mummy or a hobo. But when I said that, both my older kids were like, what is a hobo? And when I explained it's a traveling bum, they told me that this day and age, that costume's insensitive. And then I thought about it, and geez, I guess it is. As a member of the Affordable Housing Council, I should know better. As I was growing up, there were a few weekends in the fall that my dad made simply legend by crafting Halloween costumes that were really above and beyond. But in hindsight, well, he might have gone too far because in one event, I was a six-foot-tall Converse shoe that dad crafted out of plywood and tissue paper and the only part of me you could see was a little bit of my face coming out of the tongue just above where the laces were tied. And I was expected to walk in this thing, but of course I couldn't get up driveways because it was four to six feet long and had some wheels underneath of it, but not anything sturdy enough to go over even the slightest of inclines. And then the year after that, he decided that I should be in a grocery bag with my head as an actual head of lettuce inside of the bag surrounding other grocery items like grapes and tin foil, even a copy of the National Enquirer, and then the bag was sat in a shopping cart while my dad dressed as an aged bag boy and pushed me around various Halloween parties as all his friends and our colleagues, other Cub Scouts, teachers would say, hey, where's Josh? Mm-hmm, where's Josh indeed? Ever since my college days, it's been my goal to dress as a cartoon character on Halloween because, well, you know where my true intentions lie. The first year, I was Fred from Scooby-Doo, just as an excuse to bring my dog to the parties. The year after that, I was Mickey Mouse in such a great get-up that it made fraternity guys yell from their cars, Hey, suck my dick, Mickey Mouse! It took a few years before I started another costume again. After that, I got into a Simpsons phase. Homer was first. I shaved my head bald and then glued two pipe cleaners to the top of it. Only trouble was it got really cold in Florida that November 1st, so it kind of snapped back to bite me. But then, as I was working, gosh, I think this was about five years ago, I decided to dress as Ned Flanders, and I planned it so far out that I began to grow the mustache, but my hair grows so fair that no one really noticed until the day of Halloween when I put on that Flanders-style sweater and added some shoe polish to my mustache and everybody said oh my god what a great fake mustache no no oh is that real how did you grow such a great mustache overnight 
I don't remember my response because I was so high on shoe polish, but man, that was a great costume for sure. Two years ago, I dressed like Bill Clinton, which doesn't fit the theme, but everybody thought I was Donald Trump, who's a cartoon in and of himself, so the streak stayed intact. I didn't carry a saxophone, which might have been what it took to get recognized. However, I did have a dark suit, a red tie, and my hair was fluffed up and dyed white. Plus, my wife was in a blue dress with a big white stain on the chest, but unfortunately the millennials we were partying with were just too young to get that joke, and it was far too loud for anybody to hear my classic Bill Clinton impersonation. However, as more and more people kept recognizing me as Donald Trump, that's when I began to get haunted by the upcoming national nightmare. I still plan to dress as the zeitgeist, which at this point might simply be outrage. I always look forward to seeing what the witty pop reference costumes are every year. I think the leaders this year might be horny prep schoolers, rogue killers, or the scariest costume of all, the secret of an age-old indiscretion shared by only one other person. As a parent, the best part of Halloween is straight candy jacking your kids as soon as they fall asleep. At 10 and 12, my kids know it's coming, but there's nothing they can do about it. My house, my candy, mother lovers. Thanks for finally earning your keep. Only problem is we've reached a point in my parenting where I start to fall asleep long before my kids. So it's almost made it worthwhile for me to just get my beauty rest and then go buy 50% off candy the next day. You know, with all that's going on in the world, I'm glad to hear that indie rock hasn't changed. Though I find my life goes a lot easier when I can finally accept that I like Jack Johnson. Whatever it is, you gotta play what's true to you. Because these days, everybody in the world seems to have stopped officially talking to each other. Luckily, nearly everyone has a podcast. Unfortunately, though, listenership is at an all-time low. One great thing about engaging in the podcasting community is I've met people from all over the world. Well at least the English-speaking parts of it, namely Australia and the United Kingdom, which is awesome because I've learned many quirks about people in those parts of the world. For example, over in the UK, they don't have garage sales. Instead, they offer what's called a car boot sale, which I assume is people just rummaging stuff out of the back of their trunk. While I enjoy learning odd facts about the old world, I know next to nothing about their movies and television, though I hear some of it's absolutely fabulous. Outside of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I don't know anything about British science fiction. In fact, I could meet the most famous character and I'd still be like, Doctor Who? Whether you're Nurse What or Orderly Win, you need no masks to fit in here. Keep your bright eyes as big as your bubble and toes, even as the witch's brew begins to bubble too. While I fully endorse lightening the load of your children's well-earned sweets, be sure not to let them hide too well on those spooky streets. Though the sexy saxman and President Trump may not match the moral equivalent of Homer Simpson or Daphne's friend Fred, at least I have the courage to expose a bit of who I really am, if only on Halloween and when joshing around. As a parent, the best part of Halloween is straight candy jacking your kids as soon as they fall asleep. At 10 and 12, my kids know it's coming, but there's nothing they can do about it. My house, my candy, mother lovers. Thanks for finally earning your keep. Only problem is we've reached a point in my parenting where I start to fall asleep long before my kids. So it's almost made it worthwhile for me to just get my beauty rest and then go buy 50% off candy the next day.